Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one best-selling book, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Then call my office at 662-844-1414 and order my new book, The Code Breaker. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone and welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host Gerard Gibbard along with my good friend Rhino in the studio guiding you through the middle of your day with facts fodder and fine music on this Friday Eve. A cold one too. A bit chilly. Dang. All right so we got to start with a most critical question for you. How'd you get to park so close? <laughs> I actually saw someone as they were leaving as I was pulling in. I was like, oh, look, like Bob Euchre must be on the front row. Well, you hit the jackpot oh, on yeah. this brisk day because <laughs> I had to park in the back 40 as usual <laughs> and make the uh, the long walk. It uh, was a little... A little more difficult to walking in that uh, cold wind. But, yeah, I noticed that when I turned into the row and saw you. So uh, the good news about coming to work for a 10 o'clock start is that it's 10 o'clock. The bad news is the parking lot's full. Oh, yeah, you're <laughs> not beating anybody here. <laughs> you come in to do uh, the Gallo show at 6. You got your choice at that time. Oh, yeah. Nobody's around, but that's the first thing that hit me. Dang, Rhino hit the jackpot today. How did he do? Yeah, you're right. You have to time it just perfectly, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so much to talk about today, friends. Uh, we got Tommy. I'm not sure if it's pronounced Pygot or Pigot. I want to say Pygot. Okay. Rapid response director for the Republican National Committee coming on at 11 o'clock, 11.05 after the news break. We got a bunch to uh, dissect from the president's remarks yesterday. Uh, So the way I read it, by the way, after we left the studio, it's being reported that was his second uh, individual press conference in this country where he took questions. That's so number two in his first year. In other words, he he had, he conducted the conference uh, solo. Has had others with someone else with him, the vice president, uh, other elected leaders, and so forth. But yesterday, members of his cabinet. That's why they're at least describing it. And then at twelve oh five today. We got uh, Aaron Rice, the director of the Mississippi Justice Institute for the Mississippi Center for Public Policy. We're going to be talking about the certificate of need laws, and in particular, a lawsuit that uh, Aaron and the folks down there at the 
Justice Institute have going on with respect to a plaintiff about these, uh, we call them con laws for short, not to be confused with convict, these con as in uh, capital C, capital O, capital N, representing certificate of need. So we'll, we'll dig into that. That should be an interesting discussion as well. Also not to be confused with the capstone course for criminal justice majors with con law, which is horrifying. Hmm. You got me on that one. Well, it's you, you take criminal justice and you learn about all the different ins and outs of the criminal justice system, and then you have to take this class where you're basically on the same level as law school. Wow. So, yeah, it's kind, kind of, of pushing it. Yeah. I didn't have to take it, but I had friends that did, and they studied their rears off for it. Wow. Hmm. You didn't have to take it, though. No, I was not a criminal justice major. I was a business major with a accidental double minor in political science and history. I got it. Well, Explains all the useless trivia. So, <laughs> so you kind of ventured out of your swim lane a little bit. Oh, yeah. I started taking history classes under uh, Professor Stook and just thoroughly enjoyed how she taught. So wound up taking pretty much everything she offered and learned a whole lot. Well, you know, that there's something to be said for that that sort of affinity that you may have as a student for a particular instructor and you Oh yeah, I mean anytime anytime you find somebody that can lecture and it it's interesting to the point where you don't mind taking exams that are just blue book, write everything you know and hope you've had enough because those those exams are some of the most mind-numbing exams to study for cuz it's all open-ended. Yeah. You just you learn as much as you can and put it on the paper. And to have something that stressful as an exam not be as stressful because of the way she taught the courses, I, I just had to take them. Hmm. But, you know, don't you feel like when you have an instructor like that that you really enjoy, you you tend to learn more. You pay, oh, yeah. att- you pay attention. You learn more. Uh, because you're paying attention, and they keep your interest. Uh, those are special folks that uh, have those skills and can do that. I, You know, I'd, I think all of us could probably point to someone in their career at uh, all levels of their education where they had that same sort of relationship and they benefited from that. I remember when I was in high school, it was Mr. Awad. Mr. Awad taught biology, and back when I thought I wanted to be in uh, possibly a medical doctor, I took what we had in high school at the time was advanced biology. And it's one of those deals where there's eight people in the course that are crazy enough to take it. Because it's uh, senior level, and it's just difficult. And um, lots of crazy lab tests and stuff that, that uh, made it hard. But he was just so much fun, and he was so good, and and had to write papers. But it was just uh, a lot of fun with guys like that. In college, it was those that uh, are from the era at Ole Miss that went through the uh, accounting curriculum. No, Mr. Peary was legendary. H.E. Peary, and uh, had him four times, graded papers for him one year as well. And he's just so many stories, so legendary. Also liked to go to the dog track in Arkansas and bet. Used to take him up there and uh, always had to stop where they had the coldest beer. It's, it was like that. But So I think we all have examples like that. You know, in our history, and that's that's really the essence, is it not, of the value and profession? Uh, of, excuse me, the value of the teaching profession. 
Oh, yeah. If you, if you can... If you can hold the attention of those that you're teaching, they're going to learn from you. Uh, if, if for no other reason, just osmotically almost. But those are special, and they're they're worth uh, a lot, I think, relative to those who you just kind of show up, you dread the class, so to speak. You don't get a lot out of it. But but if it's somebody that captivates your attention, you're going to learn from them, and it's fine. You enjoy it. I'd like to go there. I'd like to think that. Uh, I might be prejudiced because she's my daughter, but I'd like to think my daughter is such. I, I've heard nothing but uh, positive feedback uh, about it. I just bet. I've never been to her classroom. She's never invited me. I would never show up in, uh, uninvited. But I can uh, I just imagine, you know, her personality probably does well there. But good teachers are, are valuable. And, of course, that's been a point of much Debate here in the state of Mississippi with the teacher pay raise bills coming out of the House and the Senate. And it's one of those things that's kind of hard to to place a value on, I would say. But here we are. All right. So that's why they get paid the big bucks, because they've got to put a value on it. That's exactly right. I don't know if I would exactly call the compensation to a member of the legislature. Big bucks. <laughs> I don't know that I would characterize it as that. I'm sure that there are some who think they need to be paid more, and I think there are folks out there that think they need to be paid zero. What we have is somewhere in between, which is usually the way these matters sort themselves out. As great as it sounds to have an entirely volunteer government, human nature being what it is, yep. who that's a scary idea. Kind of is. Yeah. And then you, look, take that to the federal level, right? Mm. And you get 174 grand a year for serving in the House or the Senate. I think there's a little bump for the Speaker, if I'm not mistaken, and the majority leader, they get a little stipend, so to speak, on top of that. But it ain't a lot. And, of course, we've talked about that on the program. There there are bills that are being considered in Washington that would, anywhere from totally barring a member of the legislature from buying stocks, equities, public companies directly, that that, uh, all the way to just kind of reining it in somewhat. I mean, we, we presently have laws on the books, but what I have uh, found out just in doing a little research on that is it doesn't seem like they're being enforced the way they should, in particular if a member of Congress is involved directly, say uh, participates on a committee that deals with legislation that might impact a public company. They have firsthand knowledge and, and confidential information before the market knows about it, and they go make investments accordingly, they're not supposed to be able to do that. They're not supposed to hold equities in companies that are related and connected to uh, the committees on which they serve, where they have this proprietary information. we got to talk about Joe Biden's speech yesterday. We'll be right back. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. 
This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from iCar and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let's go. Welcome back. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around, but those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Who'd have thought they'd need you? Come on back, Mr. Cotter. Thanks for joining us today on Middays. It is, of course, TV theme show Thursday. It's also Friday Eve. <laughs> a cold one setting up for us for the weekend. Uh, possibility of some winter weather south of here. 
Oh yeah, that is precipitation. A, that is a strange weather map that you don't often see, but yes, the map put out by the Weather Service, the National Weather Service, has the Mississippi Gulf Coast as currently the only place under threat of winter weather. In the next 24 to 48 hours, there's a potential for freezing rain overnight tonight. That would be an inversion, it appears. It may not be a temperature inversion, but it's an inversion in that the southern part of the state is at risk for winter weather, where the northern part's not. It's just a function of precipitation. Oh, the whole yeah. state's and cold. I, honestly, this is the first time I've ever seen it where it's just the Gulf Coast. Usually, if the Gulf Coast is getting winter precipitation, some other part of the state's seeing it, too. Well, that is about as rare as Joe Biden coming out to talk to the country in the middle of the day, and even uh, rarer when he recognizes reporters and takes questions. So I told everyone yesterday that I was scheduled to drop in on the president and crank it up on the television, and I did yesterday. It got cranked up 3 o'clock. Our time. He spoke for nearly two hours. Nearly two hours. So I saw this morning the longest presidential presser in history. So first, let me say, in an effort to be fair and call it like we see it, hats off to the guy for standing there for two hours. We've been... We've been critical of his shortness, terseness in his remarks and um, unwillingness to stick around and take questions. He did yesterday. I'll give it to him on that. Now, whether or not his answers made any sense, the performance, the content was terrible, disaster, embarrassing, disturbing. I could probably <laughs> conjure up enough adjectives to last the whole show. But it, it was, I watched the whole thing, as they say, and uh, <laughs> it, it didn't surprise in that he, of course, took the victory laps. We expected that. We said that yesterday. He's going to take victory laps and tell us how great everything is, but it doesn't line up with what Americans are experiencing firsthand. That's the problem here. You can stand up and cite words and just speak and read off a teleprompter and just say whatever you want, but it really loses credibility when it doesn't align with, what is it, the... um, the critical race theory people call lived experiences. <laughs> I think that's the way they describe it. So, Mr. President, your remarks yesterday, your analysis, your report, you could kind of call it a bit of a State of the Union, kind of a mini version of that, and that he started out by telling you how great everything is. That's what typically presidents do in State of the Union addresses. It's their time to tell the the country, how great they are, and how better your life is since they've been in office over that prior year. And that's what he did. And he goes through all this economic data, and once again, he talked about the 
job creation, and which is still, by the way, we're at a point where we have fewer people working than we did pre-pandemic. So is there any accomplishment that uh, could be credited to him by just uh, this recovery of jobs, if you could call it that, even though it's still below what we had pre-pandemic, especially given the fact that, you know, it's really not that hard, I guess, to stage a recovery of jobs when the government shuts everything down and then sends people money to not work. I mean, it's like, let me go create the problem, and then I'll solve it and take a victory lap, declare victory. That's kind of what happened yesterday. But the prolonged pauses in the remarks were disturbing. I kind of thought we were over that. But there were numerous prolonged pauses, especially when he was finished with the prepared remarks from the teleprompter, and he got to the point where he was calling on reporters. And that clearly was from a script, by the way. He was calling on reporters that were listed in some order that someone had developed. That was clear that that's what he was doing because he would look down at his piece of paper. Let's see here. And he he would, you know, kind of gesture his finger, you could tell, on the piece of paper, and it's that was at the person he was then instructed to call on. It was all orchestrated, preset. Choreographed. Yes. Like, a, like theater. But what was really crazy was when he would often respond, he was reading responses. So, say it ain't so. The questions were also predetermined and staged, at least for the part where he was calling on reporters from that list. That's what it appeared to be, because he was quoting from pieces of paper. And he would look down, and all you'd see was that head, the top of his head, while he was reading. They just prearranged, completely contorted and configured in that respect. It was just weird. He did get asked one question, uh, is he going to run in 2024 and will Kamala Harris be his running mate? And he very quickly said, yes and yes. That's the way he answered it. He would have done himself a favor if he would have answered many of the other questions with such uh, brevity, because every time he tried to really expand on some of his thoughts in answering questions, It was a disaster. There was also a question, a rather terse exchange. Rhino may have that for us, where he got got asked a question. You got that from a reporter, and it was a little testy. Here you go. One more, sir. Um, you know, you talk, you campaigned and, and you ran on a return to civility. And I know that you dispute the characterization that you called folks who would oppose those voting bills um, as being Bull Connor or George Wallace. But you said that they would be sort of in the, the same camp. No, uh, I didn't say that. Look what I said. Go back and read what I said and tell me if you think I called anyone who voted on the side of the 
position taken by Bull Connor that they were Bull Connor. And that is an interesting reading of English. You, you, I assume you got in the, in the journals because you like to write. <laughs> so did you expect that that would work with Senators Manchin or, or Cinema? Um, no, here's argument? the thing. There's certain things that are so consequential. You have to speak from your heart as well as your head. I was speaking out forcefully on what I think to be at stake. That's what it is. And by the way, no one, no one forgets who was on the side of King or verse on or Bull Connor. No one not done that. The history books will note it. When I was making the case, don't think this is a freebie. You don't get to vote this way and then somehow it goes away. This will be stick with you the rest of your career and long after you're gone. Where are you, Kevin? Now, Kevin, on our, I hate to pick on Kevin on our text line. You remember this last week. He made the statement that I hate Biden. I don't hate Biden. I, I'd like to think I don't hate anybody. I ain't perfect. Nobody out there is. I really try to avoid hating anybody. I hate the fact that he's in office. I hate his policies. I hate when he acts like that to a reporter. You can, you, I think, as again, this comes down to this situation we've talked about so many times. You can differentiate and distinguish between your, your condemnation of a person and their policies and just your abject hate for the person. They're, those are two different things. When we come back, we're going to play what he really said that this reporter asked him about. And then, folks, you make up your mind. What did he say there as the reporter called him out? We'll be back with more on Middays. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, cloudy skies, high near 36. Tonight, mostly cloudy and cold, low around 26. You're finally Friday, mostly sunny, high only to 39. Friday evening, partly cloudy, low around 21. And for your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 45. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland has your answers for urinary issues. The Incella treatment option for urinary leakage is your solution. Sit down comfortably, remain fully clothed, and get rid of incontinence problems. If you have 10 minutes to spare and think this treatment option could change your life, call Innovative Health Clinic today to set up a free appointment, 601-944-5585, or online at InnovativeHealthClinic.net. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. 
need you mind your own business. Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean? No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems. You know, I hear People Lease can help. How can they help? People Lease can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online human resources support center for all my HR needs. Think of all the time we'll save letting People Lease handle our payroll and benefits administration. I'll be busy growing my business and letting People Lease take care of the rest. Sounds like a good business plan with People Lease. Let People Lease mind your business so you can mind your own business. Call now, 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit freepayrollquotes.com for your free quote. Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 601-594-8977. That's 601-594-8977 now. Ace Bolt and Screw would like to thank you for making the choice to buy your hardware, tools, and fasteners locally. Ace Bolt and Screw has everything you need for every project. Whether you're a do-it-yourselfer looking for the right tool for a home improvement project, an experienced contractor looking for hardware, or a major industrial operation looking to streamline your fastener orders, Ace Bolt and Screw would like to wish you a happy, healthy, and prosperous new year. Visit acebolt.net or in person in Jackson or Gluckstadt. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The House didn't get around to voting on Representative Angela Cockerham's equal pay bill Tuesday or Wednesday, but it's back on the calendar today. Earlier this week, Attorney General Lynn Fitch reiterated how important it's going to be for Mississippi to adopt equal pay protection laws for women. It will be important for us to show the court, to show the nation, that we're ready to back up our message about empowering women and protecting and promoting life. The House gavels in at two. Senator Roger Wicker voted against two proposals from Senate Democrats that would have forced a federal takeover of elections and virtually eliminated the 60-vote threshold to advance legislation in the Senate. Wicker called it a last-ditch attempt to pass their partisan agenda. He says he's thankful this assault on the Senate and our election system has been stopped. For Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. This is Jake Mangum for Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. One of the most underrated attributes in baseball is determination. It's one thing to want to do something and another altogether to get it done. That's why I love the team at Farm Bureau. They get the job done every single time. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfdins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't miss the college football fix every day at 5 o'clock, driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, the trucks of the future were built for everyone. The Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks for 44 years straight. Built for performance and capability on and off-road. The trucks of the future are not built for a few. They are built for America. Ford F-Series. Drive one today. Stop by your local Mississippi Ford dealer for more details. 
Super Talk. Nobody keeps Mississippi informed like we do. With 12 stations covering all 82 counties. If it happens in your state, we're on top of it. The news, the weather, the sports, and the talk that's important to you. The issues that matter to you, your family, and your bank account. It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Super Talk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Super Talk Mississippi. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk Studios on this Friday Eve. Yeah, so the um, the president, you just heard the, uh, hopefully you did, the clip where yesterday the president got tested. He really snapped at that reporter. I, th- I think it was a Politico reporter, if I'm not mistaken, Rhino, was uh, the organization that particular reporter represented. And uh, he just got indignant about him uh, suggesting, the reporter suggesting that the president contrasted those who oppose his voting rights legislation, or more importantly, who support some reasonable restrictions and measures to ensure accurate and valid elections. He compared them to Jefferson Davis, to Bull Connor, a noted segregationist, white supremacist from the 50s and early 60s, I believe, in Birmingham. That's what he asked him about. The president got indignant. You didn't hear what I said. You you go to journalism school to learn how to write. What about that? <laughs> Golly. But take a listen here to what the president actually said. I think he was in Atlanta when he made uh, these comments. So I ask every elected official in America... How do you want to be remembered? At consequential moments in history, they present a choice. Do you want to be on the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? Do you want to be on the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? Do you want to be on the side of Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? This is the moment to decide, to defend our elections, to defend our democracy. So, what do you think? <laughs> what did that sound like to you guys? What did y'all think he said there? Did he? Did you think that he compared those that are on the side? I mean, that, that's the thing, right? The great uniter, the great healer, the great unifier, even brings up this idea of sides and uses these historical figures the way he did, is there anything more divisive than that? You're Jefferson Davis if you want to people to show up and show an ID to vote. You're Jefferson Davis. You're Bull Connor. We had to look up who he was. And when we read it, we were fairly astonished. 
I mean, he was a card-carrying white supremacist segregationist. I don't know of any Bull Connors serving in public office today. But that's what he said. And so this reporter, I think, reasonably asked him about it. He got bent out of shape. You think... It is ironic that whenever Democrats start listing off white supremacists of old, they always seem to list off Democrats. Democrats, exactly. He talked about George Wallace, right? Famous Democrat. Right. Bull Connor, famous Democrat. And he... He eagerly accepted George Wallace's praise for Joe Biden, from uh, Mr. Wallace for Joe Biden as a candidate for Senate. He had no problem if it was politically expedient and beneficial to him to hopefully win the votes of Alabamians. How about that? All right, so. Here That's the other have, irony is you have four decades to look back on and see how this guy was going to act, and people are still surprised. He's nothing but words. At the end of the day, the best way to describe this person, this president we have, is he, a, he is a person of words. Now he's a person of words that somebody gives him to read, and he bumbles them when he does it. He's a person of words and no concrete action or ideas of his own or initiative or effort. Okay, the race lady, Joy Reid, over at MSNBC, this is what she had to say about this voting rights dilemma. But she called for black Americans to have the full and unimpeded right to vote. King declared... The legislative halls of the South ring loud with such words as interposition and nullification. But even more, all types of conniving methods are still being used to prevent Negroes from becoming registered voters. The denial of this sacred right is a tragic betrayal of the highest mandates of our democratic tradition. And so our most urgent request to the President of the United States and every member of Congress is to give us the right to vote. Which brings us to the need to confront yet another big lie. Republicans who are attacking voting rights like to claim that, well, no one's being prevented from voting. And it certainly isn't about voting rights. It is easier than it has ever been in the history of the United States to register to vote and to vote. Leading Democrats say they want to break the Senate because of a sinister anti-voting plot that is sweeping America. Of course, this is totally fake. It does not exist. You know, funny enough, that is exactly what the old version of the Dixiecrats said back during the 1950s and 60s. Oh, no one's being prevented from voting. You just have to tell us how many jelly beans are in this jar and you can vote. Just read this complicated passage and you can totally vote. Now, of course, we're going to make sure your schools are awful and you're barely even taught to read, let alone anything like this passage. But no one's, no one's keeping you from voting. The more Dixiecrats, interpositionists, and nullificationists change, the more they stay the same. So let me get, let me get this straight. The race lady there, Joy Reid, she's saying that's still going on. I mean, that's my interpretation of that. That if you're a minority and you show up at the poll to vote, that you'll be launched into a set of Jim Crow era exercises to qualify to vote. 
she's suggesting that's still happening today. Pre- the same, right? Present, today. Can anybody show an example of that? What the hell's going on here? It's hard to take anything she says seriously. She makes a million and a half a year doling out that poop. Unbelievable. That's just not true. Bring forward someone who will say, on the record, under oath, I went to vote and they wouldn't let me because I had to count jelly beans in a jar or guess the number. (laughs) How can she get away with that? You can't be a serious news outlet when you spout that kind of garbage. No serious news outlet would ever hire Joy. <laughs> true. But here's the thing. I, I believe that there are many listening right now, watching right now, if they thought that was going on and that minority citizens who were truly qualified and eligible and have met the requirements to cast a ballot the same as everybody else has to, and they were somehow, through some mechanism, which is completely illegal, being banned from casting a vote, we would all be raising hell about it. We'd come to their aid. Guarantee it. There's a difference between wanting free, fair, valid, accurate elections and being a racist. (laughs) Because that's what Joe Biden said. You're Bull Connor. You're Jefferson Davis. It just blows my mind. And he dwelled on that yesterday. He also said, by the way, I'm going to turn to his remarks yesterday, said new business applications grew by 30%, the biggest increase ever. Heck, that's because during 2020, for the most part, you shut them all down. You ran them out of business. You can't take victory laps on that. What specific policies did you enact to do that? You didn't do anything. Child, I love this one, child poverty dropped by nearly 40%. I don't really know that you hear this all the time as a, a talking point in support of the child tax credits. What are they talking about? What Child poverty. I, I would want somebody to define that for me. So what he's saying is because we took money from this group of Americans and we gave it to that group of Americans and we skimmed off the top that we reduced child poverty. What's noble about that? And did it really reduce child poverty? What about policies that get government the heck out of the way so that families can pursue livelihoods that enable them to climb the economic ladder? Never hear anything about that. It's always, nope, got to take it from these people over here. They've done that. They've succeeded, and we got to give it to these people over here. Oh, great job we did there. Take a victory lap. Vote for me. That's essentially what he said yesterday. We'll step aside for a break right here. Don't forget we got uh, Tommy Pigott. Is it Pigott or Piggott? I'm sorry, you're talking to Pigott. That's what I thought. Yep, Rapid Response Director for the RNC. We'll have fun analyzing uh, Joe's speech yesterday. That's 11.05. Aaron Rice from the Mississippi Justice Institute talking about the con laws at 12.05. We'll be right back.
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the tractor store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the tractor store in Richland. At Gateway Rescue Mission, we feed hungry people. We offer shelter to people seeking life change. And we serve as sort of a beacon of hope that says, hey, God cares for you. I'm Rex Baker. Rescue Mission work is not glamorous, but we do see lives changed. Check us out at gatewaymission.org. Find out how you can get involved and join God at work here in Jackson and at Gateway Rescue Mission. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. Trust Care Kids in Madison now offers the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine for children ages 5 to 11. Every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., just walk in or schedule an appointment at TrustCareKids.com. Our expert team of pediatric specialists will have you in and out in a jiffy. It couldn't be any easier. Trust Care has led the way in COVID testing and vaccinations. Let us be the provider you trust to keep your entire family safe. That's TrustCareKids.com. Trust Care Health. Feel better, faster. This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, March cotton was down 43 to 123.52. May cotton was down 26 to 120.19. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, March soybeans rose 13 and a quarter to 14.04 and three quarters per bushel. May soybeans rose 13 and a half to 14.14 and a quarter per bushel. March corn was down three quarters to 609 and three quarters per bushel. May corn was down one and a quarter to 609 and three quarters per bushel. At the market till April live cattle was down 32 to 143.02. June live cattle was down a nickel to 138.42. March feeders down 47 to 165.15. April feeders down 42 to 169.62. And at the open, Dow Jones up 383 points, 35,412. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Propane is a safe, reliable, and clean energy source, and it's important that you're aware of these basic safety tips. Be sure that all family members are familiar with the smell of propane, know where the shutoff valve is, and what to do if a leak is suspected. Your propane provider will continue to offer a gas system check by one of their professionally trained technicians at no cost to you. Ask your provider for a pamphlet about more important propane safety info. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. This isn't what gets a cotton grower up. What gets a cotton grower up isn't made of plastic-covered electronics. It's made of heart, determination, the calling that doesn't need a buzzer. Because you know early is the key to success. Stoneville Cotton knows, too. It gets out of the ground earlier and establishes a healthy stand quicker, so it's less vulnerable to weeds, weather, and insects. For a stronger finish, own the early with Stoneville Cotton. BASF. We create chemistry. Always read and follow label directions. 
Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Are we going to do this? Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. On Super Talk Mississippi. year 2020. The place is the Challenger Seamount, the top of an underwater mountain, a complex beneath the sea. 250 men, women, and children live here, each of them a scientist pioneer. For this is our last frontier, a hostile environment which may hold the key to tomorrow. Man, you are scraping the bottom of the barrel for these deals. These oceanauts meet new challenges. The heck is that? Sea Lab 2020. <laughs> that came out, uh, I don't remember what year it was in the 70s, but it was right in the heyday of all the Jacques Cousteau and the scuba boom and all that stuff. And it's uh, it's a whole cartoon set in a underwater scientific laboratory. Okay. 2020? It was, yeah, it was 2020, and that was the future then. And then... Uh, in high school, I want to say it was, when they came out with a spoof of it on Cartoon Network or Adult Swim or one of those where it was C-Lab 2021, yeah. where they used all the old footage but overdubbed with comedy actors and stuff, and it was pretty funny. <laughs> gotcha. Well, that's one I haven't heard here, but that's why you tune into the show, folks. You learn that sort of trivia, especially on TV theme show Thursday, Rhino all over it. So yesterday, one of the questions posed, one of the early questions to Mr. Biden was about kind of a self-assessment of his performance over his uh, first year. If uh, Rhino can get that for us, uh, here's what he said. It had a little delay on it for me as well. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's going to work. All right. He, um, so he was questioned. We'll get it up for you later. He was questioned uh, about whether or not he overpromised. And he said, quote, I didn't overpromise. And what I have probably outperformed what anybody thought would happen. That, by the way, sick on that. I quoted it the way he said it. It's it's kind of a quirky statement. Here it is again. I didn't overpromise, and what I have probably outperformed what anybody thought would happen. That was one of the questions yesterday at the news conference. He says, if you... Take a look at what we've been able to do. You'd have to acknowledge we've made enormous progress. Now, folks, do you feel like that your situation is better today than it was a year ago before he took office? Was it better than it was during the pre-pandemic era? I think that's the only fair comparison to Donald Trump. Under the under the Trump presidency, and don't forget, Joe Biden said he would shut down the virus, and he talked extensively about that uh, yesterday. 
He uh, he said uh, Omicron has now been challenging challenging us in a way that's it's the new enemy. But while it's cause for concern, it's not cause for panic. We've been doing everything we can, learning and adapting as fast as we can, preparing for the future beyond the pandemic. We have the tools, vaccines, boosters, masks, tests, pills to save lives and keep businesses and schools open. 75% of adults are fully vaccinated. Just has to just always talk about that and dwell on that. But he dismissed the idea and really never addressed the idea of inflation and never talked about what a serious problem that is and never discussed the fact that that tops the list for Americans in terms of the issues they are most concerned about in virtually every recent poll, and rightfully so, because everybody is experiencing it. They are experiencing the rising cost of the necessities of life. This morning I'm here in Goldman Sachs. has got a $105 per barrel price target on oil. So I think 84 85 bucks right now. So just extrapolate that, another 25 30% increase for a barrel, extrapolate that to a gallon of gas, another 30 35% increase for a gallon of gas before the midterms. How is that going to play out, Joe? And he could address this problem immediately by changing his, his stance and... and rescinding his executive orders on new leases for oil and gas on federal lands. He could do that. He could uh, restart construction of the Keystone Pipeline and and other matters as well. But, of course, he's made uh, climate change the centerpiece of every single federal agency. There was a question here. About on the ceasefire text line, I will get to this about BlackRock. Yep, BlackRock is a private equity firm. They're going totally woke. We'll talk about that. But first, we'll take a break right here. We've got uh, Super Talk News, Fox News, Tommy Pigott, the Rapid Response Director of the RNC, up next. Home for Ole Miss Sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601 345 8090. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. It's the first day of President Biden's second year in office. A new poll shows his approval rating at an all-time low so far. A new poll from the Associated Press now suggests only 28% of Americans would want President Biden to run for a second term in 2024, and 56% of people surveyed flatly disapprove of his job performance. Fox's Evan Brown. The investigation into a synagogue attack in Texas leads to arrests in Great Britain today. Counterterrorism police here say two men have been arrested this morning. They were picked up in the English cities of Birmingham and Manchester and are being held for questioning. They haven't been charged with anything. This after a British man took four hostages at a synagogue in Colleyville, Texas on Saturday. There was a 10-hour standoff. The hostages survived. The hostage taker was killed. Fox's Simon Owen. America's listening to Fox News. 
Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox. 601-594-8977. That's 601-594-8977. Home is where your life happens, so make it reflect you. At Miskelly's, find what suits your style and get instant savings up to $300. Plus, finance your purchase for five years with no down payment. Pick it up or we'll deliver. And in one day or two, your house will be your favorite place to come home to. Fill one room or every room. With instant savings and 60 months no money down financing, the low monthly payment will also suit your style. Make it happen at all Miskelly locations. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The House passed the Mississippi Medical Cannabis Act of 2022 on a 104-14 vote Wednesday afternoon. Prior to the vote, Representative Lee Yancey assured other lawmakers that the program is intended to be truly medical. We want to offer a medical program. This is a medical program. This is not a recreational program. This is for people who are sick. This is for people with debilitating illnesses. Three main changes were made to the bill before passage. The maximum amount of medical marijuana a person can receive per month was dropped to three ounces. Any potential role for the Mississippi Department of Agriculture has been removed. Cultivators and processors can be located in areas with commercial zoning. The bill now heads to the Senate, where lawmakers will review those amendments. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Do you ever feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. Most startups begin in the home, but Representative Jansen Owen points out that sometimes local ordinances limit the ability to work from home. Um, there's one city that says, you know, you can't have more than 20% of your house taken up with your business. There's even some that says you can't do retail sales from the home. So my mother used to do, you know, the Mary Kay parties. So those, in, in some towns, it's actually illegal for you to have a Mary Kay party at your house and sell Mary Kay makeup from your home. He plans to introduce legislation that would prevent local entities from disrupting home-based opportunities. If you want to start a, a business in your home, as long as, it, of course, you know, the noise ordinances and all of that stuff, you know, would come into play, but they're not going to outright restrict you from, from being able to exercise the freedom of making money from your house. For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
During the COVID pandemic, Mississippi's nurse practitioners were on the front lines of providing patients with high-quality care. With over 6,000 nurse practitioners practicing in our state, there's no reason we should continue to struggle with access to care, with many in rural areas having no access at all. Mississippi's archaic laws force NPs into unfair contracts just to go to work and do the job they're trained to do. Tell your legislators to support full practice authority as 28 other states have done and end forced government contracting. Paid for by the Mississippi Association of nurse practitioners. It is a fact. Severe weather causes power outages. Some outages can last days. A Taylor Power Systems generator can give you peace of mind within seconds of a power outage, reassuring you that your business or home is protected and the lights are on. Call Taylor Power Systems today at 601-932-5674. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. That's what I like to listen to. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are back with you. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios on this Friday Eve. Joining us now on the program, Tommy Pickett. He's the Rapid Response Director for the Republican National Committee. Thanks for joining us this morning, Tommy. Hey, thanks for having me. Big day yesterday. I I think... uh, I caught a report that suggested this was the longest presidential press conference in history. Is that your understanding as well? Have you seen that report? I've seen it, but um, I don't know if, uh, if you remember Jen Psaki saying that Joe Biden taking questions is not something they recommend. Uh, <laughs> if that longest press conference in history showed anything, it was that was good advice. So. Maybe next time they'll follow it. And I didn't. I didn't actually uh, parse it out that way. But just looking at uh, the published uh, text from the conference yesterday, which the White House is always uh, c- customarily does right after uh, the president uh, conducts such an address, it, it does look like it's primarily uh, consists of reporter questions. Uh, maybe the most que- and answers his responses, of course. Maybe the most. In his history of his one year being in office, the the actual remarks themselves look appear to be about a third of the total time, and two thirds of that nearly two hour uh, catastrophe was consumed with questions and Q and A from reporters. The first half of which was totally scripted and orchestrated, uh, choreographed, as uh, Rhino said, and he was reading some of the responses. I mean, it's like the questions were planted and the uh, responses were planned, and he had those in writing in front of us, and he would bow his head over and read uh, the the responses to the questions. I, it was just bizarre. I mean, your thoughts. I know you've dug into this and and analyzed it. What do you think? 
Well, I think the word bizarre is almost a kind word for it. <laughs> uh, if they were expecting these questions, if these responses were planned, then I expect that they go back to the drawing board because that was a complete disaster. Yeah. I, it, it would be laughable if it wasn't so concerning for right. the American people. That's I, right. On issue after issue, he was asked questions on Afghanistan, uh, on inflation, uh, on his policies, where he just responded either with nonsense, unintelligible speak and gibberish, or with lies. Those were his two responses. So if they really planned those responses, he either needs to get new staff or they need to rethink how they're planning those uh, planning those answers. It was honestly... It was some of it was creepy and it was cringeworthy, especially those points, uh, primarily during the Q and A period, where he would just pause for a long period of time. I mean, to the point where I wondered if I had lost uh, the connection on my television. That it, did, did something die here? I had to like check the control to make sure we were still uh, live and still active. That was just weird. Uh, but well, I mean, it's possible he was lost in thought. I mean, I would recommend to him that maybe he think a little bit more next time because he still stepped in it a fair number of times. <laughs> uh, but I think what also it showed was that he really has no answer yeah. to his failures. Yeah. He's created all these crises. Right. Afghanistan was something that he created. Right. Inflation is something he created. The border crisis is something he created. So, you know, he doesn't have answers to the crises that he's made. Because if he were to answer them and he were to answer honestly about the next steps we should take, he'd say, I should reverse every single thing I've done in my first year in office. And I think, you know, you were talking about this before, about how, you know, he, he gives himself a high marks about he says he outperformed. Well, newsflash for Joe Biden, only 33 percent of the American people approve of his time in office, which is the lowest any president has had at this point in their presidency in the history of Quinnipiac polling. So if he thinks that's outperformed, I'm not really sure where he's placing the bar for himself because he really can't get much worse. Yeah, he. (laughs) we just read his his quote when he was asked the question, did you overpromise? And he said, no, actually, I think I outperformed expectations or something to that effect. And I mean, he that may be in his mind, and that may be his personal self-assessment, but I don't think that aligns with that of the American people. Certainly not with respect to to uh, polls. The 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 one you you uh, referenced, the Quinnipiac poll, shows him at what thirty three percent, I think, approval. Uh, I'm not sure another president has ever had of uh, such a rating, uh, certainly after one year. Definitely not at this point in their presidency. Yeah. This is the lowest any president's had at this point in their presidency with Quinnipiac. Quite the uh, distinction. I, I think to another point that you were saying, you know, he was talking about, uh, you know, taking these long pauses, et cetera. And there is this this impression with the American public that he's not competent, which I think is fair if you just look at the results of his policies. And what kind of struck me is imagine being in Washington, D.C. for 50 years. The only thing you've ever done in your entire life is be in government. And the American people say you're not good at it. That's Joe Biden in a nutshell. The only thing he has ever done is is government, government. and he's not good at it. So, you know, it's just it's one disaster after another, and that's why he has that 33 percent approval rating. Yeah. I mean, I know it's customary when a president has their time and they're at the podium and they're speaking to the nation. Of course it's customary to, to tout their accomplishments and to try to call attention to that which they've done uh, that has been positive and successful. And he attempted to do that yesterday, but all of it is a stretch at best. Some of it's just flat out a lie, honestly. And uh, once again, dwelling on COVID and his performance there, 
you know, the, the results themselves, the fact that we've got record cases in the last couple of weeks, and uh, we, we've got other issues going on in the country as well that are causing problems as a result of COVID. I saw where 8.8 million people called in sick over the last two weeks. I'm hearing lots of employers talk about the difficulties of just operating their businesses because folks are calling in sick, and they're legitimately sick, but they get infected, and, and thank God most of, of the accounts I've heard are not serious disease, but the guy said he was going to shut it down. That's the bottom line, and to a great extent, he kind of rode that, uh, that campaign promise into office, but he hadn't succeeded there. I, th- I think that's an important point. Joe Biden's campaign, his fundamental promise was built on a lie, that he'd be able to get in there, flip a switch, and shut down the virus. He didn't just say it once. He didn't just say it twice. He said it again and again and again and again. And he was handed vaccines. He was handed a testing capacity. He was handing treatment, handed treatments, and he has still failed. So when he gets up there and he says, the reason why my poll numbers are so low is because of frustration with COVID. By his own standards, that. that frustration is rightfully directed at him because he used COVID as a political tool. He used it as a wedge to drive Americans apart. And when he got in there, even though he was handled tool after handed tool after tool developed by President Trump, when he got in there and realized he couldn't shut it down, he tried to deflect responsibility. He tried to blame the American people. He tried to force unconstitutional mandates, all of which haven't worked. The responsibility for the surge lies with Joe Biden, and by his own standard, by his own words, he's unfit to be president for that reason alone. You know, he. my key takeaway from that, and get you to react to this, Tommy, is I didn't hear anything that said these major problems, these, these kitchen table issues that are Americans are discussing daily, I didn't hear anything that gave me any degree of confidence that he ha- he's going to take any action that would address those and and mitigate those to some extent for Americans. Did you? I didn't. And I think what was a good or uh, good example, not a good thing that he said, but a good example of this contrast was imagine sitting around a kitchen table. You're discussing the fact that your grocery bill has skyrocketed. Yeah. The fact that you can't find a test, but you can't go to work because businesses are forcing this vaccine mandate that Biden is basically encouraging to enforce. Think about all these issues that people are facing, the crime in cities. And Joe Biden's response to you as you're sitting there trying to afford food, energy costs for your family, is that the reason you don't approve of him, and this is what he said yesterday, is because he hasn't had time to take a victory lap. (laughs) That's his excuse. That's why he's saying that he doesn't have higher approval numbers. So, no, the American people can't point to a single thing that he's said or done to show any change of course. In fact, he's doubling down. It's the exact same team he's failed to hold responsible, the exact same failed policies, the exact same agenda he's trying to make even worse than it's been. So unfortunately, like Einstein said, to try something twice and expect different results is the definition of insanity. So it's been a disastrous first year, and unfortunately for the American people, we can expect the same results in the second. Yeah, I, I don't think that bode well, uh, bodes well for uh, for him or the Democrat Party as we approach the midterms, especially uh, I've always thought that to a great extent the price of gas at the pump drives uh, folks' voting reaction in the way they pull that lever, uh, and it, that doesn't look very good for the rest of the year based on all of the, uh, the industry analysts that are predicting $105 a barrel now, right about the time we go to the polls and vote. Doesn't look good. 
Well, yeah, it doesn't. Um, I mean, he's, and he's all he's done is attack American energy yeah, from day t- one. Totally. The Keystone XL pipeline. Yeah, and I since agree. Since then, it's just been worse and worse and worse. We talked about it in the last segment. Leases on federal lands. Tommy, we we appreciate you joining us today. Keep up the good fight, and we're going to do our best here as well. Good talking to you. We'll talk soon. Take care. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you. You bet. We'll come back with more talk here on Middays. We've got Aaron Rice at 12.05. Stay with us. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection, and that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from iCar and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. Start off the new year with explosive savings. During our New Year celebration at Ridgeland Mitsubishi in 2022, it's our resolution to continue our mission to give you the most savings possible every single day. That's right. We're here to get you the best deal possible on every Mitsubishi in stock. RidgelandMitsubishi.com. With zero down, pay only $289 per month on new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirage G4ESs. That's zero down on brand new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirage. We're also offering super low 1.9% financing for 72 months, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And don't forget about Ridgeland Mitsubishi's new lifetime powertrain warranty. That's right, a lifetime powertrain warranty only from Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Bring in your trade. We'll give you a whole lot for whatever you're driving, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So start off 2022 with explosive savings during our New Year celebration at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. We'll approve credit to deal for details. Is your current home loan the right fit for you? Your historic low rates may be a great reason to refinance, but when matched with an expertly chosen loan from Loan Depot, you could be saving money and paying more towards the bottom line. Call a Loan Depot loan officer and ask about our 27-year smart term loan or our 10-year arm loan. Get a great rate matched with a great loan by calling 866-888-LOAN or visit LoanDepot.com. At Loan Depot, home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 174457. Licensed in all 50 states. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard What? What? This is so awesome. 
on Super Talk Mississippi. Back with you on Midday Super Talk Mississippi. So, I think Rhino's got this uh, little soundbite working for us now. This is the president yesterday uh, responding to a question. Acting up again. Thomas. Here we go. I didn't overpromise, and but I have probably uh, outperformed what anybody thought would happen. I didn't overpromise, and but I have probably uh, outperformed what anybody thought would happen. <laughs> uh, Mr. President, let me be the second to congratulate you. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, uh, you can't address any issues with any seriousness if you don't acknowledge and accept that such issues exist. And that's what's going on here in his mind, and maybe it's because those in his orbit, his handlers, are telling him, everything's great. I I thought presidents got, like, constantly daily received polls, polling data, polling numbers, constantly looked at that, not just on them and their overall performance, but on what Americans believe is most important to them that should be addressed. He can't be looking at that and thinking he's doing great. Of course, he did say yesterday the, the polls are, are really not a reflection of American sentiment. It's those Republicans. We told you that, right? We, we predicted that, I should say. It's those Republicans there obstructing. They're in the way. That's why we can't get anything done. He went on to say that uh, he said that the majority of of Americans support his agenda, that uh, they align with him, that they're that they're with him. They agree with him. He said he said he was a capitalist. Made that clear. I'm a capitalist. He said they agree with him on prescription drugs, education, child care, overwhelmingly. He said he's going to start traveling, by the way, get out and about around the country to sell his agenda and make his case. Of course, he spoke quite a bit about voting rights and how important that is. To update you on that, the effort in the Senate yesterday after the show this occurred to change the rules of the Senate to pave the way for the big voting rights, Democrat voting rights bill to pass in the Senate on a simple majority, that effort failed. It was expected to, and Schumer wanted to get everybody on the record, and he did. So that effort, uh, that failed, and because you couldn't get the required majority, simple majority, to change the rules because Manchin and Cinema held to their stance. 
Didn't break. And some people took it really well, like uh, Robert Reich, former huh. Secretary of Labor. <laughs> His immediate response was, Tonight, Republican senators lined up to shake Kirsten Sinema's hand. Democratic senators should have given her the backs of their hands. <laughs> oh, my gosh. you got to be kidding me. Oh, Robert Reich. Little communist that he is. He just is. So... We might have some sound on this, Rhino. I, I think I sent this to you, what he said about the upcoming midterm elections. He, he did make some, some remarks about his concerns about those elections being fair and producing the correct result, that in, implying that that can't happen, we can't have fair elections in this country unless his voting rights legislation passes. But he offered that he thought that um, minorities would still come out in droves for him, that they would be willing to do whatever it takes to cast their vote for Democrats in the midterms. And he thought that that would possibly overcome any voting challenges that would be born due to restrictions. One thing, look, maybe I'm just being uh, too much of an optimist. Remember how we thought not that many people were going to show up to vote in the middle of a pandemic? I mean, the highest voter turnout in the history of the United States of America. Well, um, I think if, in fact, no matter how hard they make it for minorities to vote, I think you're going to see them willing to stand in line and, and defy the attempt to keep them from being able to vote. I think you're going to see the people who try to keep from being able to show up, showing up and making the sacrifice that needs to be made in order to change the law back to what it should be. Um, and, uh, but it's going to be difficult. I, I, I make no bones about that. It's going to be difficult. But we're not there yet. We've not run out of options yet. I mean, can you believe that? They're going to defy attempts to keep them from voting? That's just grotesquely disingenuous. I mean, so does that not conjure up a vision in your mind that a minority voter drives up, parks, at the polling at the precinct place that they're assigned to vote. They get out of their vehicle, and, like, people descend upon them and carry them away, push them back in their vehicle, or however they got there, and force them. Or they got to the door, to the precinct, and there's, like, KKK people there, <laughs> keeping them from entering. The the part I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around is how do you do a victory lap on the highest turnout ever for a vote and in the same breath try to say it's not fair and you're turning people away? <laughs> That's so true. I, you're a good point. I agree. Where does that come from? I don't know. He also, something else, folks, he said on the foreign policy front, he made this comment 
about minor incursions. He, he, he basically said he downplayed a potential minor incursion. What's a minor incursion? How do, how do you, how does Russia cross the border into Ukraine and start taking over the country? How, what's minor about that? How do you do that in a minor way? Just kind of go to lunch over there with your with your AK weapon. Uh, I mean, and all outfitted in your Russian camo. I mean, what does that mean? What's well, we, a minor we incursion? A, we have an example of a minor incursion from June of last year when the country of Poland was temporarily invaded by Chechia or the Czech Republic, however you want to call it, because they had some soldiers running drills along the border. <laughs> And they didn't read the map right, so they, they set up shop in a in a church in Poland and were turning away Polish citizens from going to the church in Poland, and almost started a hoopla over it. I would consider that a minor, a minor incursion. That's just a mistake. That wasn't intentional, right? Do you think Russia is going to unintentionally? Oh, whoops! We crossed into Ukraine. Whoops, we're taking we got the over. Crimea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just marched all the way through. Uh, by the way, we're taking over here. We're seizing the country. I mean, that literally is the, the that is the projection of that dumb comment. And the Russian president says, speaking of minor and full incursions or full invasion, you cannot be half aggressive. You're either aggressive or you're not aggressive. That's Mr. Kaliba from Ukraine. We should not give Putin the slightest chance to play with a quasi-aggression or small incursion operations. This aggression was there since 2014. That's a fact. So what is Biden saying? Okay, guys, go ahead and and uh, commit and perform a minor incursion. We're cool with that. We're going to draw, what was it, uh, Obama? We're drawing a line in the sand here that he never, he never uh, honored that commitment. Same thing here. I mean, that really did send some shockwaves across the globe when that when he said that yesterday. Oh, it was just crazy. We got a lot more to talk about. Lots of texts coming in. I'm going to get to those uh, when we get back at 12:05. It's Aaron Rice, the director of the Mississippi Justice Institute. Stay with us. Middays. We'll be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, cloudy skies, high near 36. Tonight, mostly cloudy and cold, low around 26. Your finally Friday, mostly sunny, high only to 39. Friday evening, partly cloudy, low around 21. And for your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 45. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. 
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley's specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production, and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. (laughs) There are actually a lot of Mississippis. We're the birthplace of the blues and the king of rock and roll. We're not just the Delta. We're beaches and boardwalks, bright lights and brighter smiles. There's a Mississippi for everyone. Shouldn't a local bank offer just as much? The Citizens Bank gives you more accessibility to lenders, more products, and more fit. Whatever your Mississippi, it takes one Mississippi to choose your local bank. The Citizens Bank. In your corner, member FDIC. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The House passed the Mississippi Medical Cannabis Act of 2022 on a 104-14 vote Wednesday afternoon. Prior to the vote, Representative Lee Yancey assured other lawmakers that the program is intended to be truly medical. We want to offer a medical program. This is a medical program. This is not a recreational program. This is for people who are sick. This is for people with debilitating illnesses. Three main changes were made to the bill before passage. The maximum amount of medical marijuana a person can receive per month was dropped to three ounces. Any potential role for the Mississippi Department of Agriculture has been removed. Cultivators and processors can be located in areas with commercial zoning. The bill now heads to the Senate, where lawmakers will review those amendments. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. This is Jake Mangum for Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. One of the most underrated attributes in baseball is determination. It's one thing to want to do something and another altogether to get it done. That's why I love the team at Farm Bureau. They get the job done every single time. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfdins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. 
Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk's Smoked Sausages or delicious ham steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your Bayou friends jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's old-time chili recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Gallo knows Mississippi better than anyone. No one gets better interviews than him. Gallo. He asks all the questions everybody wants to know. Mornings on Super Talk Mississippi. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network, Supertalk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. Attention, adoring fans! It's time for Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. I don't know which one I like best in terms of cartoon theme songs. Speed Racer, Johnny Quest, which we play a lot. Uh, another favorite was Underdog. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Anyhow, Hanna-Barbera. They were some creative folks, weren't they? They made lots of cartoons. Prolific. Yeah, no question about it. So... A couple of things to get to, and folks, I see the text on the ceasefire text line. I really appreciate it. I'm not ignoring you. I'm going to get to them. This is one of those days where I feel like we need another hour or two. There's so much to talk about, and uh, and folks are engaging, and we really appreciate it. Just wanted you to know. Um, so, a couple of things that happened yesterday with respect to. Let me say this. This is the easy one. Supply chain issues, inflation. One of the things that Joe Biden could do right now to address that issue is lift this ridiculous mandate announced in October that requires all essential foreign travelers, including truck drivers, who cross U.S. land borders to be fully vaccinated. It is estimated that there are 12,000 drivers that are being prohibited from entering the United States if this mandate goes into effect. And that is this Saturday, so you'll know. It hasn't even hit us yet. Now, yesterday he bragged about, again, defying what Americans are experiencing. The shelves are full. 85% stock. The shelves are full. All the deliveries were made for Christmas. And he basically said, you know all those images you see on TV showing all the shelves empty? Pay no attention to that. Pay no attention to what you see, what you experience. 
Pay no attention to every time you want to buy something, you're told, oh, that's great, appreciate that, can't get it, six months, nine months. Now, pray tell, even golf balls. Can't get golf balls. There's like a shortage of the surlin covering that goes on the golf balls. So, okay, Joe, you want to help out? You want to do something productive to fix the or at least address the supply chain and inflation issue? Get rid of this stupid mandate for truck drivers. Get out of the way. He said nothing about that. Nothing. Now, he did, however, tell us about 400 million K... Uh, excuse me, N95 or KN95s, two different models, I believe, that are going to be shipped to pharmacies. They're free for the asking. 400 million. And, of course, the 500 million test kits. Now, while he was announcing this yesterday and taking a victory lap, you got Boris Johnson there across the pond. You know him, the prime minister of the U.K.? He was in one of those... Those zany sessions <laughs> in the House of Commons. You did, I love it because they're so formal. <laughs> My right honorable friend is an idiot. <laughs> and they do have some wild and wacky rules, like you have to have the the scepter or the club or whatever. <laughs> it's big ceremonial stick that has to be present on the table. And it's happened in the last decade or so where somebody just got fed up and just grabbed the stick and walked out. And you can't conduct business without the stick on the table. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's probably the Magna Carta or something. But while Joe Biden is is, uh, taking the victory laps again and bragging about getting 400 million masks out and 500 million test kits and vaccine mandates, this is what Boris Johnson said in the House of Commons yesterday. Our scientists believe it is likely that the Omicron wave has now peaked nationally. There remain, of course, significant pressures on the NHS across our country, and especially in the Northeast and Northwest. But hospital admissions, which were doubling every nine days just two weeks ago, have now stabilized, with admissions in London even falling, and the numbers in intensive care not only remain low, but are actually also falling. So, this morning, the Cabinet concluded that because of the extraordinary booster campaign, together with the way the public have responded to the Plan B measures, we can return to Plan A in England and allow Plan B regulations to expire. As a result, from the start of Thursday next week, mandatory certification will end. Organisations can, of course, choose to use the NHS COVID pass voluntarily, but we will end the compulsory use of COVID status certification in England. From now on, the government is no longer asking people to work from home. And people should now speak to their employers about arrangements for returning to the office. And having looked at the data carefully, the Cabinet concluded that once regulations lapse, the government will no longer mandate the wearing of face masks in yeah. yeah. Mr. Speaker. <laughs> Mr. Speaker, from, from tomorrow, from tomorrow we will no longer require face masks in classrooms yeah. and the and the Department for Education will shortly remove national guidance uh, on their use in communal 
areas. In the country at large, we continue... <laughs> I need to go to the House of Commons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's funny is, if you look at the video, they're all sitting behind him in the camera view there with their masks on, and he says, no longer the wearing of face masks. Yeah, yeah, coming out of the mask. It's awesome. So here's the here's the point. While this guy is using his head and just being rational and reasonable, saying, look, it's you're on your own. We've done all we can do. Let's get back to work. Get your butt back to the office. Get off the goofy Zoom calls. Get the masks off the kids. Open the schools up. Just on and on, right? We got a president over here bragging about sending out 500 million masks. You can't make it up. So here's the thing that, when you really drill down into what this means, there was a time in this country where the president and this nation were the leaders, set the standards, were out front of the rest of the world. We're behind the U.K., now, one too long ago, Rhino, you remember this. This guy was Mr. Lockdown. He had a really serious bout, and I think that influenced him early on, you remember. But he was locking the whole dang place down. It was it, it, it was onerous. It was draconian. But now he come to his senses. Some folks in the British media are saying it's because he got caught throwing a party. They're calling for his resignation as well. He's going to kill everybody! I mean, so while he... I'm serious. There wasn't much time difference between him making those pronouncements at the House of Commons and President Biden over here bragging about sending out test kits and masks. Serious. And essentially still blaming the, our economic woes, our, our inflation, and our supply chain. It's COVID and profiteering. Not enough. I'm a capitalist, but we don't have enough competition. Think about how insane that is. So we, the government, we're going to instill competition, and here's what we're going to do. We're going we're to drop a billion dollars into the meat processing industry. The same processors that have been producing meat have been around for decades. I don't remember anything remotely close from an inflationary perspective to what we're experiencing now. You bought meat lately? I went and bought some this weekend. I, it was unbelievable. You got to take a loan out. I was shocked at how expensive it was. Only because that's... My wife sent me. I was out, and she asked me to go. I typically am... Not the one that does that. Um, but I couldn't believe it. Astonished. And I'm just thinking, how, how the heck are people affording this? Well, I think they're not. I think that's the problem. But rather than taking concrete action, such as eliminating the stupid vaccine requirement for truck drivers crossing the border, we get lots of products from Canada, such as soft lumber, as an example. But... It's, it's hard to just stay within the border when you've got all this trade that, that uh, uh, goes on between the countries. You're not taking any action. You're just telling us how great you are, and you're not. People are sick of it. They're tired of watching it. 
We are going to get to the text when we come back. Spend a whole segment on that. Stay with us. Middays will return. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from iCar and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. If you have ever thought about remodeling your bathroom but were worried it would take too long or cost too much, then stop worrying. Right now, Jacuzzi Bath Remodel has designed a collection of high-quality custom products and perfected the one-day remodeling experience so you can enjoy your new bathroom faster than ever before. It's a worry-free bath remodel from the most trusted brand name in the business, Jacuzzi. For a virtual or in-home appointment, call 800-826-9895. That's 800-826-9895. 800-826-9895. No drip roofing and construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and construction. Your certified, certainteed shingle installer, family-owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No drip roofing and construction. 601-371-1051. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack has issued the following statement highlighting the key accomplishments of the Biden administration to the Department of Agriculture in 2021 in his first year in office, creating a fair, more competitive, more resilient meat and poultry supply chain, which provided $32 million in grants to 167 existing meat and poultry processing facilities to help them reach more customers, the expanding and preserving markets for American agriculture as trade remains a key part of the farm economy and the international trading partners are responding favorably to return certainty and reliability from the United States. As a result, the U.S. exported a record $172.2 billion in farm and food products in fiscal year 2021, and that's up 23% from 2020. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Defense wins championships. And when growing cotton, a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential. So play to win with Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton. It offers proven insect and weed control, and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Get defense that delivers without compromise. Learn more about Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton at B3XF.com. Always read and follow IRM grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. The formula for 
success is a simple one. Put strong in, get strong out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine brand cotton, featuring 100 years of proven yield potential and exclusive genetics in every bag. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back on Super Talk Mississippi. Ah, oh, Breaker 1 9, this here's a rubber duck. You got a copy on me, love machine. Oh, 10 For you, Thomas. 10, for sure, for sure. By golly, it's clean, clear to Taco Town. Yeah, we definitely got us the front door, good buddy. Mercy sakes alive. Like we got us a convoy. Good, buddy. Arizona, June of the 17th, <laughs> and they have all over the path. That was by request from Thomas in Greenwood. Appreciate that. On the C Spire text line, which is 601-879-4395. Uh, this listener says, I'm way off on my assessment of uh, Boris Johnson. Until now, they were much more restricted than us. Their numbers are plummeting. He's about to get canned. He's just trying to save himself. That's, that's what I said, though. I mean, it, I, I'm pretty sure I did say that, Rhino, that, yeah, he, he made an abrupt change. And maybe it is politically motivated. I don't know that it matters. What matters is that uh, not too long ago, they were very restrictive. The difference, of course, in the U.K. is it's, it's one country, and they don't have 50 states like we do, and that, that gets more dicey as far as uh, what the federal government can do. We just saw that play out in the Supreme Court with respect to vaccine mandates. So it's it's a central, one single central government for the most part. Uh, and, yeah, we absolutely uh, and I think even uh, when he was issuing some of those restrictions here on the show, we we called it uh, to attention how we thought it was just crazy. Some of the stuff couldn't go in bars and pubs, and they're totally shut down, things like that. But the point again is that we got a president over here who seems to be reverting to where these guys were to some extent, and and, and trying to be, I guess, more proactive and throwing all these masks and tests and stuff like that, which I don't see how in the world that does. I think that's just so you check the box and say, I did something. Boris is changing. Maybe he's out. Who knows? Uh, but I, I think we have to at least be fair in calling attention to the fact that he made an absolute 180 abrupt change, and that's the main thing there. So I appreciate that. Uh, also, back here on the ceasefire text line, I think it was uh, Greg and Nettleton, yeah, at 10.33 this morning, he asked about this company, BlackRock, in West Virginia. They're actually based in New York, uh, Greg. Yeah, they're a huge uh, private equity firm and wealth management firm. In fact, I think they are the largest with over a trillion assets, uh, a trillion dollars of assets under management. I, I did, actually. And so what Greg wants to know about, they're trying to shut down the coal company that delivers energy to us Americans. That's not actually true. Uh, what, on the other hand, I did watch the entire interview with their CEO. He's Larry Fink of BlackRock. Um, I actually tried to get in front of them to make a pitch for money, but 
we we weren't big enough. BlackRock, Blackstone, two of the biggest private equity firms, uh, wealth management firm. What BlackRock is, Black um, Blackstone is more private equity. We just we didn't meet the financial size requirements. But anyhow, actually, he's got uh, ten trillion, not one. I misspoke. Ten trillion under management, and so he he is all about what's called ESG, environment, social uh, governance. In uh, operating a company, it's called ESG, and and so it it tends to kind of shift away from focusing on on the core business of a company and and producing profit and shareholder value in return, but rather what what's called stakeholder return, which means society in general. And I think the the the, the myth and the ruse of that concept is that when you're producing value for society such that they're willing to pay for what you're selling, you're benefiting society, and you're making a profit at it. And what Fink is wanting to do is really make sure that any companies that that they invest in uh, have front and center this concept of ESG, and that means they're, they're climate conscious. And so, yeah, it is true that firms that are perhaps in the coal business, would not make the cut in that respect. But it's a private company. You're not entitled to capital. They're a private company. You can go elsewhere for capital. And if the market says, we just don't want to provide any capital to those in the coal industry, that that's the market speaking, and we got to do something. We have to respond. I personally think, by the way, that within five, six years, we won't be using coal. And the coal industry knows that. You know, the coal union actually lashed out at Joe Manchin for not signing on to the Build Back Better plan because they want, it's crazy, they want all the Green New Deal initiatives and provisions of that because they feel like that the coal industry is going out. And they want to replace that and have a place for their members to land with investments from the federal government and these green energies. It's it's opposite of what you may think. You can look it up. That's that's what happened. Um, I don't hate anyone, but if it was going to start, if I were going to start, it would be Joe Biden. <laughs> Stanley in Lafayette, Louisiana. Just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I got it. Uh, it was a hard list of reporters to call on. It was a hard. It was hard to watch. Says C.J. and Madison talking about the uh, Biden press conference yesterday. Darren and Jackson says Joe Biden was a segregationist. Brandon says no. Bull Connor's not what Biden said. It's what he read. He has no clue who Bull Connor is either. Rob from Pontotoc. Did everyone forget Obama was president at one point? I hear you. We'll take a break when we come back. Aaron Rice, the director of the Mississippi Justice Institute. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090. Chris Foster. President Biden has caused some concern in Ukraine, implying yesterday that what he called a minor incursion of Russian troops might be dealt with lightly. He says today, if any, any assembled Russian units move across the Ukrainian border, that is an invasion. 
but it will be met with severe and coordinated economic response that I've discussed in detail with our allies, as well as laid out very clearly for President Putin. New weekly unemployment claims are the most since October. Disruptions caused by the Omicron variant of COVID may have prompted some companies to lay off staff. Last week, there were 286,000 people filing for unemployment benefits for the first time, up by 55,000. Continuing claims, those still receiving benefits, came in at 1.63 million, also more than forecast. Fox's Jenny Casola. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Care Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Care Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. Sleep. Worrying about low CD rates? Do I have enough money to retire? Is my principal safe? IRAs. Don't worry, I can help. And you can sleep better too. Call David Cox, direct, 601-594-8977. 601-594-8977. Now. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Delta State University flag will fly at half-staff through Saturday in memory of one of their own. Lucy Harris was a pioneer for black women in basketball and a native Mississippi. Fox's Jared Max details her amazing accomplishments. Hall of Famer Lucia Harris has died. The only woman officially drafted by an NBA team, the New Orleans Jazz in 1977, and the first to score a hoop in women's Olympic basketball, Lucia Harris passed away unexpectedly Tuesday in her native Mississippi. She was 66. The subject of a short film last year called The Queen of Basketball, Harris played for Team USA at the 1976 Summer Olympics, then got picked in the seventh round of the NBA draft the next year by the Jazz. She did not try to make the team because she was pregnant. This was eight years after the San Francisco Warriors had tried to draft the three-time national champ Delta State, but in 1969, women were not able to get drafted by an NBA team. In 1992, Lucia Harris became the first black woman inducted to the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. I'm Kelly Bennett. Please never use gas appliances for purposes which they are not intended. A gas oven should never be used for heating purposes and never store flammable materials inside propane cylinders. The Mississippi Propane Gas Association takes pride in protecting your home or business. We ensure that our products are delivered in compliance with the highest industry safety standards. Plus, we offer free gas checks for our customers. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. Dear Mississippi, it's our great honor to serve as your physicians. It's from that sense of service that we ask that you help protect all Mississippians and our loved ones by getting vaccinated. Vaccines are safe and reliable and even effective against the Delta variant. Getting vaccinated helps protect our children, supports our health care workers in their efforts, and helps save lives. We understand that you may have questions. Please reach out to your primary care physician for answers. 
The Mississippi Medical Cannabis Act of 2022 passed through the House on a vote of 104 to 14 Wednesday afternoon. Now the Senate will review their amendments. There were three main changes. The maximum amount a person can receive per month was lowered to three ounces. Cultivators and processors can be located in areas with commercial zoning. And the Agriculture Department has been removed from any potential role in the program. Commissioner Andy Gibson has thanked lawmakers for that change. He says he believes the best place for a truly medical program is under the Department of Health. Gibson told us last year he didn't want his agency involved. Our farm groups do not want this program under the Department of Agriculture. we got to stay focused on supporting our farmers and agriculture, legal agriculture, and not this illegal substance that, you know, they're asking me basically to bless, and I'm not ready to do that. He added that the agency is committed to assisting the Department of Health on any technical issues that might arise. I'm Kelly Bennett. Pine Grove Behavioral Health understands that lasting recovery and healing begins at the roots of who we are. Transformation is deeply woven into the core of each individual through broad-reaching treatment options. As a result, we have gained a reputation as one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses, drawing an expertise and multiple whole-life treatment programs to effectively address the real complexities of life and addiction. Call 1-888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com for more information. One place, many solutions before the action begins make sure your bets are in every hit this ball is crushed every point sportsbook at golden moon casino revolutionizes the fan experience on your phone casino kiosk at the timeout lounge don't just be a fan be a player be a winner get to sportsbook at golden moon casino we're not just fans we're here to play. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply. To think deeply. And look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. so much for joining us on Midday Super Talk Mississippi, rocking into hour three of the program today. It is Friday Eve. And it's a chilly one out there, and it's going to be a little chillier as the weekend uh, progresses. Uh, lows potentially in the 20s around the state. Or lower. Or lower. Wow. That's cold. But it's January. So oh, yeah. joining us now in the studio, our good friend Aaron Rice. He is the director of the Mississippi Justice Institute. Morning, Aaron. Morning, Jordan. Yeah, afternoon. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> Barely into it. So you always got some interesting cases that you get involved in. That's what you do down there at the Justice Institute. We appreciate that. So the the one uh, we asked you to come in and talk to us about today involves the Mississippi's uh, Certificate of Need laws. In yep. case you got uh, related to that, uh, we call it CON for short. The CON laws, <laughs> that's all caps. You know, one too long ago... We had a little panel discussion out in Rankin County. You yeah. remember that uh, yeah. about this and our, and our efforts. This is something, to full disclosure, that I have been a, uh, a proponent of, and that is to reform, if not totally uh, repeal, 
our certificate of need laws. I think that's just anti-free markets, in my view, and I think it's gross overreach. And maybe you could argue there was a time when there was some validity and, and some value in these uh, laws, but I don't think that's the case anymore. So if you don't mind, Aaron, start by explaining exactly what certificate of need yeah. laws are. Yeah, so, I mean, a certificate of need law is uh, basically says that if you're an entrepreneur trying to get into the healthcare space, you have to prove that you're needed before you can do that. And, I mean, this is not anything to do with whether you're safe or sanitary or a good quality healthcare provider, just whether you're needed. And con laws are sometimes called competitors' vetoes because the way the government evaluates whether there's a need is by asking your competitors whether they think there's a need in the market. And in fact, your competitors are invited to show up at the applicant's hearing and engage in what is essentially a full-blown trial where they can testify that the existing businesses uh, are perfectly capable of serving all the existing demand. And in fact, no new company is needed. But you know, of course, there's an inherent conflict of interest there. I mean, you can see how an incumbent uh, business has an incentive to say that there isn't any demand so that they can keep that demand for themselves. And so, and it would be difficult for any entrepreneur to prove that they're needed. I mean, the, the way you do that is open up your doors and, and try. But a lot of times entrepreneurs aren't even allowed to try. And, and, you know, that's what makes America great is that we give people the opportunity to invest their own time and their own resources and bravely experiment and, and see if they can do it better than their competitors. But in this space, we do not allow people to do that. It really is a competitor's veto. It's insane that we still have this on the books here in Mississippi. We're, we're one of 35 states that still does. It used to be 49. It's down to 35. We are litigating this in the home health space where it's even more absurd. And to make it even worse, in our client's case, in this home health sector, there's not just a certificate of need uh, application process, which is very burdensome. He can't even apply for a certificate of need because there has been a total ban in Mississippi for 40 years for anybody to get into the home health space. And so our client wants to do this. You know, he saw during COVID that a lot of people were trying to stay out of nursing homes that are prone to these outbreaks. And that's what home health really does best is help people stay out of the nursing home, provide care in the home. And so he tried to respond to this, you know, explosion of need in the state. Sure. And he ran headlong into a Mississippi law that says, hey, Butch. If you do that, we will find you $1,000 per day for trying to help your community. Mm. That's I, what we're up against. And as I recall, a little background, this originated in New York, it seems yeah. like, in the 60s. That's late, right. Yeah. That's right. It started in the 60s with some states, and then in the 70s, the federal government picked it up. That's right. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then, But then the federal government, as I recall, got out and said, okay, states, do whatever you want. Exactly. We're one of the Ex- remaining 35, still have this exactly. on the book. Exactly. And, and that's what's so hilarious about it is that the federal government, they got into the game because because the, the hospitals started lobbying for these because they realized it would protect their bottom line. Sure. And the federal government was paying a lot for Medicare and Medicaid, and they thought, hey, if this is a way to control costs, let's require all the states to do it. So they did require the states to do it if they wanted to keep their health care subsidies. Forty-nine states did. Louisiana didn't. You know, Louisiana likes to kick the system a lot of times. But, but uh, 49 states did. Very quickly, uh, that started in the 70s. By the 80s, the federal government realized it was having the exact opposite of the intended effect. It was driving prices up. It was driving quality down. It was driving access down. And the feds admitted it. They said, whoops, 
this was a mistake. Yeah. Let's get out of this. And so they, they repealed that law that required the states to do it. But the problem is once you give people a shield from competition, you know, monopolies like their monopoly. Sure. And they will lobby and spend a lot of money and give politicians a lot of money to keep that shield in place. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy as it may sound. The, the, the idea was if we limit supply, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll keep costs down. Yeah. I don't know where the hell they got that idea from. But the other thing is we'll protect those that want to enter uh, various aspects of the healthcare industry from doing something stupid and going out of business. Yeah, they yeah. literally thought that. They did. They, they thought that this destructive competition might you know <laughs> harm hospitals. And they also thought that, that hospitals were spending too much money on expensive equipment right. and then were overcharging their patients to recoup that cost. Yep. Which, again, you know, if, if basic economics will just tell you that that's not what's going to happen. I mean, sure. in a competitive market, which is what we do not have right now, right. you know, entrepreneurs and healthcare facilities, you know, need to stay on top of their game if they want to stay in business. And they need, they have every incentive to, to lower their prices and innovate and offer quality services because they need to attract patients. But in a non-competitive environment like we have right now, you don't have to lift a finger. You don't have to do anything and patients will still come to you because you're the only game it's in limited. town. Yeah. 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 The market, of course, is the ultimate uh, test here. So uh, before we get to the case, yeah. let's, let's talk about just the, the examples and then the process. An example of where uh, a, a party may have to seek a certificate of need would be a, a hospital that wants to add beds, add, exactly. add wing, buy uh, particular pieces of equipment yeah. that are defined in the set, like That's an right. MRI, MRI. Uh, machine is CT, the one that CT, all the CT, scanner CT scanner same comes thing. to mind, right? Yeah. Um, s- setting up a, a new healthcare facility yeah. Yeah. Uh, as an example, or even moving or expanding okay. or changing ownership okay. of an existing facility. Okay, gotcha. Didn't it's, know that. It's so many things, and and basically what you have is that there's a few things. They're exempted under the con law. So, like private practice physician clinics, this is like your your primary care doctor is not subject to this. Yep. Veterans' homes aren't, abortion clinics aren't, state owned facilities aren't, and, and a few others, but basically everything else is. So, okay. the, all the specialty care you get in the state, the home health care you get, the hospital care, virtually. All of the care that's available in Mississippi, or most of the care that's available in Mississippi, has to go through this competitor's veto process where they have to prove to the government that this is needed. And it's not even really the government, because the government turns to your competitors and asks them what they think. And, And they can literally take you into court and fight you. You know, in litigation, arguing that there's not a need, there's not enough need for this. You know, instead of just, you know, uh, letting competition happen, and that's what really drives innovation. And like, like we've already talked about, that drives down prices, that increases, you know, access and increases quality. That's what we need to be doing. UMC. What about? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm sure that they. It's a rhetorical I, question. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that they, you know, like a lot of providers, uh, you know, and you can understand where they're coming from. I I'm mean, asking, do, do they not have a special exemption here, carve out? Oh, or? No, I, not to my knowledge. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, but you know, they are an incumbent healthcare provider, yeah. and 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 I think that, like I said, I mean, I, I think it's understandable that anybody who had this protection would like to keep it. Yeah, and I and listen, UMC is a wonderful place. I have many friends yeah, that work yeah. there. I'm, I'm not uh, being critical of them. I, I'm just for some some reason I thought there was some sort of special exemption. If there, if there is, I'm uh, not aware of con. it. But, but I'll, if there is, I'm not aware of it. But I'll tell you that our con statute is is just so lengthy yeah, it's and dense too. that yeah, that that I, you know, who knows? It may be in there, and I've missed it. So it starts with an application, yeah. right, to the yeah. to the board of health. That's right. 
and then it it goes from there. That's right. It goes from there, and it's a lengthy ap- application. You have to again try to prove you're needed. Which how do you do that? You have to have lawyers to help. You, you do, with and it. consultants. You yeah. need to hire consultants. Yeah. It's a lengthy application. You got to pay a fee, and then listen. Once you give it to the Department of Health, they are required. You know, under the law, to notify your competitors and invite them to come in and fight against you. And I mean, literally, they have the right to hire attorneys to testify, to cross-examine you, to bring in experts, to write motions, to dismiss your application. You know, again, engage in full-blown litigation. And if they lose there, they can appeal it into an actual court of law, and it can go all the way up to the Mississippi Supreme Court. So you can be waiting years, paying lawyers, paying consultants, paying expert witnesses, drill a dry hole. Yeah, and, and then. And you get to the end of that process, you might have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you know arbitrarily you're told, nope, you can't do this. Not because you're not a good healthcare provider, not because you're unsafe or anything like that. You know, you got to be clear here. We have wholly separate uh, areas of the law that are licensure requirements that already address making sure that you're a good provider. Sure. So yeah. that's already there. Yeah. This is, has nothing to do a with that. A broad regulatory framework exactly. exists exactly. already on that. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the suit yep. uh, specifically. But before we go, I just want to encourage those uh, listening or watching, think about your own business and apply this scenario. You want to expand. You want to grow. You want to open up a new location, whatever the case may be. And you got to get permission from the people you're trying to out-compete with (laughs) in the market. That's what this is. It's exactly what it is. We'll be back with Aaron Rice from the Mississippi Justice Institute after this break. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. If you're remodeling or building a new home, be sure to tell your contractor to go to Lakeland Fireplaces in Flowood. They have over 25 display units, including heat and glow. By the way, there are 19 live burning fireplaces in the showroom. They are the hearth professionals that install and service. Ask about their custom glass doors, gas logs, fireplace accessories, and premium gas grills. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, your heat and glow dealer on Lakeland Drive in Flowood. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Hi, this is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite, and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home because we hate termites more than you do. This is Beth with The Range by Jimmy Primo's here in Gladstadt. My dad Jimmy is off hunting again, so I decided to start 2022 by extending the 20% discount on our annual memberships and 15 to 20% off on our firearm classes. 
including our firearm simulator that is great for friends and family wanting to try their skills at real-life home defense scenarios or good old firearm competition. Come see us soon. Family. What does family mean to you? At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, we value family. As a father-daughter team, Drs. Michael Carter and Catherine Carter Sledge are committed to helping you achieve your most beautiful smile. Go to cartersledgedental.com to meet our team, take a virtual tour, and make an appointment. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry on Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. Come be a part of our family. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, on to the real part. Dynamite! On Super Talk Mississippi. back everyone uh, midday super top mississippi a couple of texts here related to our discussion aaron darren and jackson reports that hob Bryan, senator hob Bryan, democrat uh in the mississippi senate said on uh, the gallo show this morning that if we did away with the con laws it would be a complete disaster for the people of mississippi not surprised there honestly and then uh this listener jack in jacktown wanted to know about states with similar legislation. I think we reported in the last segment 35? Yeah, 35 states still have this. It used to be 49. It's gone down to 35. And in the states that have repealed it, there's no evidence of any ill effects in the healthcare system there. In fact, I mean, those states are doing better. And so, you know, that's one thing that we haven't talked about is that we've seen this play out for 40 years now. There's been a lot of research into the subject and government studies into the subject. And it really is universal out there. You know, you, you mentioned a legislator saying it would be, you know, the sky would fall if we got rid of this. Just like you, I'm not surprised by that because, you know, the industry insiders spend a lot of time and a lot of money trying to convince our lawmakers of that. But if you get outside of their world, I mean, the people who benefit from this and what they have to say about it, it really is universal out there. Everybody who is a neutral, you know, party who's not vested in this and looks at it, the Federal Trade Commission, the Department of Justice, academic researchers, government researchers, they all universally say certificate of need programs do not work. And I can tell you, and I, I know you've been working on this in your organization. Uh, I have just as a private citizen, yep. you know, encourage my, my lawmakers and, and my contacts in the legislature to get something done here and was honored to participate on a panel discussion uh, crusading uh, for re- repeal. Yep. Um, but it never makes it out of committee. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, the, the order that we're here to talk about in our case talks yeah. about that, talks about rent seeking and how it works and how, you know, it's really money and votes for politicians in exchange for a monopoly. <laughs> and so, you know, I mean, even in the even in the court case that we're dealing with, that that's kind of laid bare some of the some of how that works. Yeah. All right, so tell us about the case specifically. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, we just got an order in the case uh, from Judge Carlton Reeves. We're very excited about it. He denied the government's motions to dismiss oh, our yeah. case right now. And so, you know, as as uh, as small of a victory as that may sound, I mean, we won the right to have our day in court is what we really won. But it's a big victory because in a case like this, when you're challenging an economic regulation of the state, the court gives a lot of deference to the government. It's a very low bar they have to clear. Basically, you know, as opposed to some fundamental right that the court might look at where they say, you know, the government has to have, have a compelling reason to have this regulation and it has to use the least restrictive means to accomplish their goals. Here it's like if there's even a theoretical conceivable reason that the government might have to have this law, then it's constitutional. And, you know, the judge can just, even if he wants to, invent potential reasons that the law should exist, even if they're not the real reasons or even if they don't work, even if that isn't what the law does. And so it's very hard to even, you know, get your day in court on a case like this, and that's what we got. The good news is that cases that tend to get past a motion to dismiss usually do very well because if the government can't get it dismissed at this stage, then that just goes to show how absurd the law is. And so we're representing uh, Butch Slaughter. He's a physical therapist here in Jackson. He built a a physical therapy clinic back in the 80s in South Jackson. He wants to get into the home health agency industry because, again, like I said, you know, COVID has increased the demand of that. He's, he has seen a need for that. He has seen that the existing monopoly home health agencies are not doing a good job. He's seen that over the course of his career. But, you know, to do that, you know, theoretically, he would have to get a certificate of need to get into the HHA right. space. And, you know, that would be very burdensome. But like I said earlier, we've had a 40-year ban on even issuing certificate of needs to, uh, to new home health agencies. And so he can't even apply. It is literally completely illegal for him to do this. He's trying to help his community. He sees a need out there, and he cannot address it. He can't help his community. So we filed a lawsuit for him. We are arguing that this violates the Constitution because the government is taking away his dream, his right to work, depriving his patients of choice and access to health care, and the government is acting arbitrarily, which is unconstitutional, because they're only doing this to protect incumbent health care providers, and they're not accomplishing any legitimate government interest. You know, they say, as you and I talked about, basic economics will tell you this <laughs> isn't correct, but they say this increases access to health care somehow. They say this increases the quality of health care somehow. They say this drives down the prices of health care somehow. And in our lawsuit, we are seeking to prove that none of that is true, which I've already referenced to you. There's a lot of overwhelming evidence to show that. And we're trying to show the courts that that's not what the government is up here up to here. The government is taking away Butch's right to work and other people's right to work as a handout to their competitors. Yeah. I, it's just mind-boggling that the idea of uh, less supply yeah. would <laughs> would benefit uh, and produce value there. I know. And, it, it, and it, not uh, encourage not only competition but innovation. Yeah, and, innovation. And, and let's be honest, the only way, in my view, to curb the cost of care, which is paramount to everybody, is uh, to uh, develop innovative uh, consumption and delivery yeah. methodologies and technology. Exactly. exactly. It's the only way. And, you know, I think, you know, some people's view of this is almost that, you know, oh, healthcare isn't really a free market or, you know, healthcare is just different than other markets. It's so important. Oh, of course, yeah. It's so important, so we've <laughs> got to protect it. And, and the truth of the matter there is that, 
if healthcare is so important, which obviously it is, sure. that's exactly where we need more competition because competition is just like you said, that is the fuel that drives innovation and you know lowers prices and increases quality. I mean, if you're if you're an entrepreneur again in a competitive market, you have got to be on your game to stay in town. Sure. And, you know, the government has this arrogant view here that they know what's best for you and for me and every Mississippian. Yep. They know what we need. And that's the truth exactly is, what this is. It is. And they don't know what we need. There is no way they could know what we right. need. We know what we need. It's central planning. It is. It's total Soviet-style central planning. And what we need to do is not let politicians decide who wins and loses. We need to let individual consumers like you and I, by the choices we make, the businesses we frequent, where we decide to go, we tell through the market who needs to stay in business and who doesn't. Totally agree. And that will lead to better services, better quality, all of that. Yeah, totally agree. So what's the next uh, step? What's the yeah, next well, action in the case? So now we basically, like I said, just got our, our ability, our right to have our day in court. And it's been a monumental effort just to get to that point. It's been a year-long battle just to just to find out that we are going to get to proceed in this lawsuit. And so now we'll, we'll have more of a chance to prove our case because we'll have access to internal government documents to see what has the Department of Health been doing yeah. here, how yeah. they regulated it, what have they found. We'll be able to bring in expert witnesses to testify in our case. Of course, the government will do the same, and so we'll have a lot of testimony that will happen. We'll have a lot of exchange of documents where we'll get to, again, kind of dig into what has the government been up to, what do they know, when did they know it, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And at the end of all that, you know, we'll either, depending on how it goes, we'll either get to have our day and, and have a trial where we prove to the judge, you know, that this is not a accomplishing what the government says it's accomplishing, or, you know, we may even be able to, without a trial, have a situation where the judge can look at the evidence we've produced and decide that right there. So, Aaron, I can't recall there ever being another suit there, such as this. There is not, not in Mississippi, and they are, they're, now, there's been... Um, some challenges around the nation in federal courts to certificate of need laws. Okay. None of them, and none of them challenging a true uh, health care certificate of need, have succeeded ever. Okay. okay. And so, and now, truthfully, very few of them have made it past a motion to dismiss, like we just did. Right. And so. If we succeed here, it could be, uh, assuming nobody else uh, gets there first, it could be the very first federal case to ever strike down a health care certificate of need law in America, wow. which, provide, which would provide a real toehold for litigators in other states to make the same case. Now, I'll tell you, the reason we brought this case is because while there has not been any success thus far, we feel like this is a really strong case to make, to make the argument. Okay. And the, the judge agreed with us because in this case, unlike every other, there's been a 40-year ban on home health agencies that's never been litigated before and you've got the government you know putting arbitrary limits on very much needed home health care during a pandemic when people really need care in their homes and so for those two reasons this really provides in my mind the best argument the best case that has ever existed in america to say these certificate of need laws particularly in this home health industry are unconstitutional and arbitrary. Yeah. You know, uh, you, of course, being a, a skilled attorney, I can just say from my business career, having dealt with so many attorneys across a, a, a variety of matters, the thing that uh, they always seem to come down to as the as the uh, common denominator is, does this pass the reasonableness test? Yes, yes, right? yeah. This doesn't. It doesn't. It <laughs> 40 doesn't. years is unreasonable. It, it doesn't. And I'll be honest with you, this one is even, this case is even harder because the government doesn't even have to show it's reasonable. It just has to show... It might be rational. Okay. And I'm just telling you, again, th this kind of case presents all kind of challenges. And so uh, the fact that mm. we basically have a federal judge right now saying 
that not basically he has said that we have made a uh, a a uh, a case here that meets the standard to say that this probably is not rational at all and so unbelievable yeah so to get to that point is very good that's just unbelievable well we appreciate uh, you're taking this case up you always do a fine job with these thorny matters so yeah. shall we say yeah. <laughs> uh, in this case going after the government and we'll uh, be tracking it look forward to talking to you about it uh, more do yep. you legislators out there listening. It's time we get rid of these comments. It really is. It really is. Every branch of government should be looking at this. I mean, we're taking the fight to the courts. We're also talking to legislators at, through our you know, our uh, policy arm. Let's do it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's time for this to go. Appreciate it, Aaron. Talk yeah. soon. Thanks so much, Gerard. Man. Middays will be right back. have one without the From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, cloudy skies, high near 36. Tonight, mostly cloudy and cold, low around 26. You're finally Friday, mostly sunny, high only to 39. Friday evening, partly cloudy, low around 21. And for your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 45. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com. Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 601-594-8977. That's 601-594-8977 now. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from ICAR and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. 
I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Delta State University flag will fly at half-staff through Saturday in memory of one of their own. Lucy Harris was a pioneer for black women in basketball and a native Mississippian. Fox's Jared Max details her amazing accomplishments. Hall of Famer Lucia Harris has died. The only woman officially drafted by an NBA team, the New Orleans Jazz in 1977, and the first to score a hoop in women's Olympic basketball, Lucia Harris passed away unexpectedly two in her native Mississippi. She was 66. The subject of a short film last year called The Queen of Basketball, Harris played for Team USA at the 1976 Summer Olympics, then got picked in the seventh round of the NBA draft the next year by the Jazz. She did not try to make the team because she was pregnant. This was eight years after the San Francisco Warriors had tried to draft the three-time national champ Delta State, but in 1969, women were not able to get drafted by an NBA team. In 1992, Lucia Harris became the first black woman inducted to the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. I'm Kelly Bennett. During the COVID pandemic, Mississippi's nurse practitioners were on the front lines of providing patients with high-quality care. With over 6,000 nurse practitioners practicing in our state, there's no reason we should continue to struggle with access to care, with many in rural areas having no access at all. Mississippi's archaic laws force NPs into unfair contracts just to go to work and do the job they're trained to do. Tell your legislators to support full practice authority as 28 other states have done and end forced government contracting. Paid for by the Mississippi Association of nurse practitioners. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. All summer and fall, you've heard our Food Fridays presented by our friends at Polk's Meat. With the temps starting to fall, maybe you're slowing down on grilling, but that's no reason to slow down on the delicious meats from Polk's. Whether it's ham or smoked sausage, whether it's gumbo, jambalaya, or a big breakfast spread, make sure it's Polk's. Why? You know why. Because picky people pick Polk's. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. And the masters of the universe. I am Adam, Prince of Eternia and defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. This is Cringer, my fearless friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said, By the power of Grayskull! I remember that one. That kind of the music there sounds like I'm in Flight of Passage at uh, Disney <laughs> Pandora ride there. Oh, how about that? Uh, Ed from Aberdeen wants to know the fact that Biden's approval ratings are the lowest ever. What does that say about the people who voted for him? You know, I think there's some buyers remorse. Clearly, there's buyers remorse, or you wouldn't have the polls flipping the way they had. Look, it was all about getting rid of Trump, more so than electing Biden, in my view. And I think now it's uh, there's there's some uh, remorse, like we said. I think there is, is uh, some second thought about what happened there. 
Interesting. Uh, so lots of uh, text. What happens when a hospital without an ER ends up putting a hospital with an ER out of business in a smaller town? I mean, that's the market speaking. That's on the ceasefire text line. And I, I don't see how, uh, honestly, an ER or a hospital with an ER would be put out of business relative to one that has an ER. I mean, that's. I think there's demand for ER is the bottom line. But it is my understanding that virtually any applicant to build a hospital uh, that goes through this process we just talked about pretty much has to have an ER to get approval. But many of my doctor friends have said that just here in this area, in Madison, if we could get a hospital built, a specialty hospital, to kind of take some of the uh, the load off the core hospitals in the area, that that's a, that's a viable project from an economic perspective as long as it doesn't have an ER that there's a demand for that, there's a need for that. So it's just really a function of do you want the government involved in regulating this market? It's not just regulating it. It, it literally is, um, it is authorizing who can even participate in the market. And as Aaron pointed out, you got to go in front of your would-be competitors or sometimes your existing competitors, depending on what the nature of the uh, the need request is, that seems a little upside down. I, I would just call your attention again. Imagine if you had to appear before your competitors and ask them for permission to compete with them. That's essentially what this is. So, anyhow, hopefully we answered the questions uh, about that. Aaron always does a great job of breaking all that down and taking on cases like that is uh, is aggressive. It, uh, because you're you're in the crosshairs of a lot of people that would like to see this continue, and so I think it's time for for change there. And and maybe it's gradual change. Maybe it's phased in change. Maybe that's the way to kind of wean us off of of uh, these laws. Is the is the proper approach? The test kits. This is from Tom in Carthage talking about Biden uh, and his five hundred. The 400 million, let me get it right, 400 million uh, masks, 500 million test kits. The test kits are going to be a pain in the butt for the post office, uh, is what Tom and Carthage says. And somebody else texted in, yeah, how will the mask and the test kits be delivered if there's a shortage of drivers? Yeah, the supply chain shortage. I'm already, now I'm hearing there's been some relief there with respect to test kit availability. Have you heard that, that... Folks like last week, the, the last couple of weeks said, "Yeah, I tried to go online and order test kits, couldn't find any." Uh, I've seen a shortening of the shipping time, but okay. it's, it's still not within the window of any usefulness. Because I mean, all right, put yourself in a situation where you're experiencing symptoms, yeah, and you want to get tested, or you you're going on a trip and you've got to get tested, yeah, because you got to have the negative results to get on a plane or a cruise or something, yeah. Well, you you can't get it within a seven to ten day time period, and you're supposed to quarantine for five. Yeah, good point. That kind of messes up your travel plans there. Yeah. That's, you know, I'm not even sure I understand the value, honestly, of the test kits at this point. I think uh, I think it's, it's pretty much uh, established that 
if you haven't been infected, you probably are. It's that transmissible with this Omicron variant that seems to have its way and breaking through but uh, uh, vaccinated people. But the, I think the positive aspect of that is is it, it does seem to, for the most part, produce mild disease. And I, I'm not sure I've encountered or heard of anyone, just anecdotally, that came down with serious disease. But lots – I mean, I, I went yesterday – uh, to to sit down at the golf club and and I walked in and and uh, I was informed by a friend there of three people that are in our circles that uh, have either been infected or someone in their family all with mild symptoms uh, all vaccinated so it it just sounds like we're we're trying to make something we're we're literally trying to control nature <laughs> to some extent. Which is why it was dumb for Biden to say, I'm going to shut it down. And you remember back in July, he sort of like declared we're almost there. We're, well, you know, it's right around the corner, what have you, Fauci and so forth, all that sort of stuff. So none of that actually, uh, worked out, actually panned out. But here we are. So, but it, it does seem from a, if there's anything positive to be gained is, Lots of people are building herd immunity. There's some reports recently, the last few days, that say that that uh, those who have been infected and have built immunity naturally have actually stronger immunity than those who have been vaccinated. And if you've been vaccinated and you had it, that's even stronger. So I think that's just customary for the, the evolution of science. We learn more about it. That, that's It's no shame on that. It's nature. There's a lot of stuff about nature. We still don't know. Still working on it. Smart people. So declaring you're the all-knowing and it's the end and don't question me, which has kind of been the posturing, it feels like, from the public health community and and elected uh, officials, that dog don't hunt, in my opinion. So just be honest about it and and come clean and say, we we blew it. But the president didn't do that yesterday whatsoever. And I, I think it just drove a bigger wedge in, in my view, in the country, and 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 uh, kind of forces people into groups and sides, and it it's not not the way to unite uh, for sure. So, and by the time we all get these, based on what a lot of the sign talking about the masks and the testing kits, a lot of the scientists are saying on the, in the possibly in the endemic phase. Not Anthony Fauci. I'm not sure if you saw this, Rhino. He says we're in phase one of the. <laughs> That's what he said yesterday. Phase one of the uh, uh, five, by the way, five phases in the life cycle of a pandemic. He's declared yesterday, we're in phase one. I'm serious. That's what he said. I Oh, that'll make you feel good, <laughs> won't it? Uh, so BlackRock, no, it's not owned by China. BlackRock is a private equity uh, firm and uh, wealth management firm that is owned uh, by shareholders, and it is New York-based. This was just a question about BlackRock and Larry Fink, their CEO, who is pushing hard for uh, investment uh, and in its portfolio companies, its holding companies that are are strongly engaged in ESG. By the way, the federal government wants to, and, and regulators, the banking and the financial regulating arm of the federal government, they want to force public companies to include 
uh, ESG reporting in their financial reports, in the reports they are required to submit to the SEC and so forth. They want to, to include in there um, a discussion, and they would they would prescribe the format for this, about their resiliency to climate change. You would have to include that in your financial report. They, they view that as, as a risk to investors. You need to know that based on the the um, consequences of climate change, this company doesn't have a, a plan, or you should know what plan they have and make your investment decision accordingly to, to think about that. They want to also do that with respect to their diversity, inclusion, and equity efforts in their financial report. Nothing about making money or profit. So, by the way... I guess you could just use those as red flags for companies more worried about being woke than making money. Pretty much. It's exactly what it says. And I guess there's this uh, there's this group uh, of posture out there, sentiment out there, that that's more important, and investors would gravitate towards those companies rather than those that actually, oh, I don't know, make money and produce a profit. Unbelievable. Uh, just crazy. Paul in Meridian sent us a text about the medical marijuana program, and I think it was perhaps C.J. and Jackson that sent one, or, or no, excuse me, Bob, my bad, Ryan and Madison that asked one, too. I'm going to answer those questions, uh, Ryan and Paul, when we get back about the medical marijuana program. Passed the House yesterday, 104 to 14. So it's passed the Senate, passed the House. They'll get back together and then send it to the governor. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Meet Cocovia Memory Plus with some of the most researched plant-based nutrients harnessing the natural components within the cocoa bean. To improve memory and brain function in just 8 to 12 weeks, try Cocovia Memory Plus capsules. Order today at cocovia.com. That's C-O-C-O-A-V-I-A dot com. And use coupon code RADIO20 to get 20% off your order. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Why don't you mind your own business? Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean? No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems. You know, I hear PeopleLease can help. How can they help? PeopleLease can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online 
Human Resources Support Center for all my HR needs. Think of all the time we'll save letting People Lease handle our payroll and benefits administration. I'll be busy growing my business and letting People Lease take care of the rest. Sounds like a good business plan with People Lease. Let People Lease mind your business so you can mind your own business. Call now, 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit freepayrollquotes.com for your free quote. No Drip Roofing and Construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Trustmark is the bank that fits you to a T. You can bank right on your phone or tablet with the My Trustmark app. Our mortgage lenders will help you buy your dream two-story tutor. And Trustmark Tailored Wealth offers tried and true advice that makes transforming your future a piece of uh toast. Nice. Trustmark. People you trust. Advice that works. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit seaspire.com slash business. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You know what that means. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll do it live. On Super Talk Mississippi. Back, final segment, midday, Super Talk Mississippi on this. Friday Eve. On the ceasefire text line, Georgia and Oxford says, I've worked the polls and have never seen anyone deny their right to vote. I appreciate that, Georgia, and of course not. It's just ridiculous that they even bring that up. Tim and McGee, on this same uh, subject matter, I have to show my ID to buy tobacco everywhere, and I'm 60 years old, so why is it racist to show an ID to vote? And in the in the uh, city of Washington, D.C., Mayor Muriel Bowser, African-American female, over uh, the mayor of a city that is predominantly black, is requiring uh, its residents to show not only their proof of vaccination, but a photo ID to prove they are who they are to just live in the city virtually. You can't do squat if you're out there. So, all right, I'm going to switch gears here while we got a little time. Paula Meridian asked about the American medical marijuana bill that passed the House yesterday by a vote of 104 to 14. Of course, you recall it passed the Senate last week. 
That was a uh, 47 to 5 vote. It it does appear there are obvious veto proof majorities that now exist in those chambers. The bill, uh, so it's got a, it since it got amended a little bit yesterday uh, by Representative Yancey, who I thought did a great job of presenting the bill on the floor. He uh, he did make an amendment that passed, which lowered the amount per month uh, available to purchase to three ounces. Not to be confused with the three and a half grams per day. There are approximately 28 grams in an ounce. It's three ounces per month. Just for perspective, Initiative 65 was five ounces per month. That got bumped down to three and a half in the Senate. It got reduced down to three in the House yesterday. I think the governor said he'd like to see it at two and a half. But the fact that it did get amended, the Senate version, uh, somewhat, that means they've got to get back together and come to an agreement on what would be sent to the governor if it sits there for more than five days. If the governor defaults, and I should say if he doesn't sign it, it defaults to passing. So I'm, I'm not sure what he's going to do. And we've asked almost everybody that's been on the show from the legislature these past week or so, what what do they expect? Nobody knows. And I, I get it. They don't want to try to guess what the governor will do. We will keep an eye on that and see. But Paul wants to know about the situation where you have to have the provision of the bill, a prior relationship with a doctor. So keep in mind that doctors don't prescribe. There's no prescription here. They just authorize you. They certify you to purchase medical marijuana. You then present that certification to a retail dispensary, and you buy, and and all that is tracked, and you're limited, of course, by uh, the amount the bill will allow a patient who is certified to buy uh, in a week and also in a month. All right, so you do have to have a prior relationship with a physician in accordance with the bill. Paul wants to know what happens if that doctor doesn't participate in the program. And by the way, the doctor can't prescri- not prescribe, can't certify you for uh, medical marijuana in an, uh, for a condition that's outside of their scope of practice, which makes sense. You can't go to a, uh, a heart doctor, for example, to get uh, medical marijuana to treat uh, cancer. That would be an example. Anyhow, what if they don't participate? Do you have to go establish a relationship? I've asked that question as well, Paul, and I'm not sure that I've gotten a completely comprehensive, specific answer, but I'm working on it. I just want you to know that. What do you know, Brian? The breakdown I've heard is that you would have to have at least one visit to the doctor before the doctor could certify you. So, yeah, you would have to have a new relationship with a new doctor to find a doctor that would be taking part in the program. Yeah, but it's not. As far as I understand, it's not an onerous thing where it's like you have to have been a patient of the doctor for two years or five years. It's just you got to be on their books. Yeah, and it just keeps you from having the system set up like they did in California when it was still medical, to where you got the right. dispensary on one side of the street, the doctor's office on the other side of the street, and the doctor in quotes is just a dude in a Hawaiian shirt with his feet propped up, and you walk in and go, "My back hurts," and he yeah. just rubber stamps it. So you got to go, and they've got to see that you in, indeed have this uh, this ailment, uh, and and you you got to trust them at the end of the day. So and it's it's you're right, Rhino's right. It's to prevent you from just having this small cottage group of doctors that say, yeah, I'm going to be in the program, and everybody just goes to them, and it's a rubber stamp deal, and it, it in effect becomes recreational. Uh, so we'll see what we can find out more about that. But Rhino appreciate that ex- explanation. So there's another uh, issue about. Um, Let's see. Yeah, this is from Ryan and Madison. Lawmakers cannot 
invest and cannot have a business interest in any uh, organization, any entity that is in the medical marijuana business. That's from from the throughout the entire supply chain, from the, the seed all the way through ultimate sale. Uh, at least until for the first year, for the duration of 2022, uh, effective January 1, 23, they could. Uh, I think that's more of an optics thing than anything. Uh, you know, if we get to a point where we try to prevent and prohibit lawmakers from in being involved in legislation that they may benefit from personally, well, then nobody could vote on tax reform, for example. It's, it becomes nuanced when you start looking at that. I think if they pass legislation that they that only lawmakers can participate in, that's where it becomes a problem to me. I'll talk about that some more tomorrow as well. Uh, until then, uh, Rhino, you back tomorrow, aren't you? Oh, yeah. All right. Rhino and I in the studio tomorrow. Stay safe. God bless everyone. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.